Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, conversations with local passionate runners, because to run a city is to know a city. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 108. This week's conversation is a wonderful tour through Pasadena, California, home of the Rose Bowl, which the Rose Bowl itself is apparently a great place to run, maybe just not on game day. We welcome our guest, Jean-Juan Lou Tervalon to the show. She is a mother and writer whose works you may have seen in Runner's World and Women's Running magazines, and of course, accomplished runner, recently completing the 2022 Berlin Marathon. Jing Han grew up in China as a competitive swimmer until she received some pragmatic advice from her parents. She became singularly focused on her studies, eventually immigrating to the U.S. to complete advanced degrees. She picked up running after the birth of her first child to lose some baby weight and managed through some pretty stressful times. She has since completed 15 marathons and is now interested in taking her efforts to the track as she enters the world of masters running. Pasadena sits at the foot of the San Gabriel Mountains, so Jing Wan's recommendations takes us through high vistas, trails, and city running. Her food picks are a tour of Asia, barely venturing beyond the city limits. Jing Wan shares a ton more of Pasadena running goodness, so let's get to it. This episode of the Sweet Run Podcast is sponsored by Inside Tracker. We love Inside Tracker because it answers the question, what is going on inside my body? You go and you get a blood draw and they take care of everything else and they come back with a comprehensive plan that tells you what you're doing right and what you need to work on. And they walk you through the steps. They give you recipe suggestions and all sorts of ideas to implement the changes that they're recommending so that you can become a better athlete and a better person. So go to insidetracker.com slash sweetrun and at checkout, use the code sweetrun to save 25% off. Take your training to the next level with Inside Tracker. Please enjoy our conversation with Jingwan Liu Tervalon. Jingwan Liu Tervalon, welcome yes. to the Sweet Run Podcast. Thank we you for so having happy me. to yeah. have you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to have you. We're going to talk about you and some running and mm-hmm. Pasadena. We're good. This is going to be great. We awesome. uh, First of all, I want to hear yes. about the Berlin Marathon. It has been on my bucket list, our bucket list for so long. You mm-hmm. just recently ran the Berlin Marathon. We want to hear yes. about it. Wow. Berlin is such a historic city. Um, I didn't get a PR, but I had such a wonderful time. Um, so first off, it's, you know, one of the world's most flat marathons. Elliot Kipchoge was there. He broke his own world record. He ran 201.09. I was like, um, I'm just a few steps behind the goat. (laughs) (laughs) It's very flat. It's an easy course. You run through the city and you see people along pretty much every single uh, spot. Like for Boston, you have, you know, a few miles. There there were no one uh, spectating. But in Berlin... Everyone is there. Um, that's what I love about it. The whole energy and the city is just so beautiful. Um, there's something very interesting about the city. I was talking about it with my mom. So I grew up in China uh, in a city called Qingtai in Hebei province. And I went to Shanghai for university. The streets and neighborhoods in Berlin remind me so much of cities in Shanghai. 
uh, the public transportation is very set. How you you have you can have a whole neighborhood with lots of residential buildings with condos in in them, and then within that block you have like restaurants and you know small pop mom and pop shops. It's very much built like a Chinese city, and public transportation is great. You can take the bus, you can take the uh, the train. I was talking about it with with my mom. She was the one that reminded me that uh, right after World War One. World War One, uh, Germans actually occupied Qingdao, which is a northern city quite close to my hometown, and they were one of the first city designers. They they designed and built the city of Qingdao, and other cities sort of followed suit, and that's why their cities. Berlin reminded so much of my my hometown, my city, where I grew up. Yeah, that's really okay. Cool. Yeah, so well, you know, very different from American cities, right? You have broad streets, and it's just car. They actually have, you know, cars in the middle, fairly narrow streets, and bicycle lanes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us about your race. How did it go? How how was the how was the day, and how did it all go for you? Hmm. Um. The day was good. Um. I started off on pace, which is what a lot of people say. They don't run a PR. <laughs> um, I felt I was um, doing a little bit too many miles right before the race. Uh, so the quads were just not feeling great right off the start. Around mile eight, I knew I was kind of in trouble. I couldn't feel my quads. Like I didn't know where they were. They didn't know what they were doing. Um, so I knew I was kind of in trouble. Around mile 13, I started to slow down. At mile 15, I actually cramped up. It was it wasn't pretty like I walked and then I did my best to run but I finished I was very happy that I finished uh, I was in at the medical tent one time mm. and all those staff they were super helpful I never cramped <laughs> up that bad it started with uh, left quad and then went to right quad and then left hamstring and then the calf so it's like everywhere but my, the beauty, uh, my kids were actually there and my husband stood on the other side of the street. My kids were on right-hand side of the street. Uh, what's very touching was uh, I told them, hey, we're going to bring two flags. This is an advice my, my friends told me. She said, when you go to Berlin, make sure you bring an American flag because, you know, you don't know who's cheering. If you have a flag, it just, it feels so great to see that. So my kids brought both the American flag and the Chinese flag mm. to cheer for both. And when I run to them, uh, it, they were at around 35 K. They were actually wrapping up the flags. They thought they had missed me because they were expecting me there a lot sooner. And I was just so glad I actually did catch them. <laughs> I would never forgive myself. We were all in Berlin and they ended up not seeing me, but they did. Um, they were a little concerned about my, you know, limping and cramping up, but it was fine. I finished. I was very happy I finished. At the end, it got very hot. Uh, but I, I, I give so much credit to the race organizers. Um, at the end, they actually have a big finish line area where you can get your, uh, your meadow. You, you, you can have um, electrolyte bananas and uh, heat blanket. Um, they also had a phone actually that allows you to call anywhere. Oh, um, that's so awesome. my my kids were supposed to meet me at the 
finish line area, um, they were having trouble because a lot of the trains on Sunday were canceled. So they were having a little trouble getting there. My, my phone was dead. Anyway, I had to call my son, my husband. So they let me use that phone. And a lot of people are using that phone to call, you know, friends and family that they couldn't find at the finish line area. I mean, a lot of globe, people from around the world and, they, you know, mm. um, they were just using that phone. It was very extremely well organized. Um, the, the energy was great. So, yeah, no regrets. Such a fantastic time there. Awesome. So now what mile marker did you end up having to go to the medical tent? It was around 22, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Like yeah, I know that there. feeling at like, oh, mile I, yeah. 22. Yeah. I mean, that, that can be, it can be hit or miss. You can be either feeling like, okay, I feel great. And I'm ready to like, you know, pick up the pace or it's like, oh, I'm really having a dark moment. So I'm yeah. sorry you had to go to the medical tent. Oh, thank you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I recovered. Uh, I think the bad thing is, you know, right after we, we went to Munich the next day uh, for Oktoberfest, I think it was there that I got COVID. I came oh. down with COVID. Yeah. Um, because, you know, your body's so run down after a marathon. And then you go to a, a pretty big event, with lots of people, beer tents, and yeah. no one was masking up. And it was super cold. It was cold, rainy, and super windy. I think that's when I came down with COVID. I, I um, tested myself right after we got home, tested positive. Uh, but my son, my daughter, my husband, they were all fine. They, oh, that's they have been healthy the whole time. So I think really it's like the combination of how exhausting the marathon was plus exposure. So, okay. yeah. So now to so mile 22, I'm, I'm going mm -hmm. back to the race cause I'm really fascinated mm -hmm. um, with, with just Berlin and your particular yeah. race. So mile yeah. 22, you start cramping up, you stop at the medical tent, they help yeah. you. How long were you in the medical tent before you got back out there? Um, not very long, maybe five minutes. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. They just helped massage my, my quad, give me a banana. They were like, do you want water? I was like, no, just give me a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes is, is, yeah. is enough where you can feel like, right. That you're a little able... rejuvenated. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Especially do a little work on you. That's great. Yeah. And now for you was mm -hmm. running a big part of life growing up in China or did you question. not, or when did you pick up running? That's a great question. Running was not part of my life growing up. Um, I was a swimmer, okay. but this is China and uh, everything was about academics. Uh, my parents actually pulled me out of swimming when I was in middle school. I was actually a very competitive swimmer. They did not let me continue because they said, hey, if you continue to swim, let's just say you can swim at a very high level you make it to the national team, the, the path keeps on getting narrower. Mm -hmm. You either make it to the Olympics or you don't. Even if you make it to the Olympics, then what? You're a woman, you're going to coach. The path keeps on getting narrower and narrower for you. They said, we're, we're not going to pursue that. You go, you're going to go through that conventional path of getting into a good school and getting a good job. And that's what I did. I, I, you know, got into a good university, 
and came here to the U.S. for graduate school. I didn't start running until I had my first baby. Uh, that was 15, more than 15 years ago. Um, I started running, one, to lose weight, two, to heal of heartbreak because um, his father and I broke up and it was very challenging for me. At that time, I was still a relatively new immigrant in this country. I didn't have a huge support network and it was hard on me because, you know, you feel like, there's no one there for you and you're just you're dealing with both the grief over the breakup and all the life's challenges. So I started running at that time to just get back on my feet um, and it stuck with me. And I started training seriously with my coach after uh, my second one. I had remarried in 2013. We had our uh, second one um in 2016 and um i started working with a coach in 2016 um that's when i started to dream a little bit bigger everyone was trying to qualify for boston i think the thing that i brag the most about is i did qualify for boston 11 months after I had Colette, um, that BQ bell sounded very sweet to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, I mean, that's super impressive, um, to have, you know, to BQ and run a quick time, 11 months postpartum. And it's super cool too, that you have two kids who are how many years apart? 2007, nine years Mm -hmm. apart. Yeah. They're eight and a half years apart. Um, very different. They still fight. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> I don't understand why. Um, but they're good kids. Ah, that's great. Okay, so you your daughter's eleven months old. You qualify for Boston, mm-hmm. and then what happened after that? Did you you know did you keep want? I feel like sometimes you know we always like want to go to the next level, or we yes. always have new goals. Mm-hmm. What were your goals? Oh, gosh, my first goal, obviously, was to finish Boston. And I did. I ran it in 2018. Uh, that is the horizontal rain. Oh, year. <laughs> you ran it for the first time in 2018. Yeah. Welcome that was to Boston. Year. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so um, the weather was so horrible. And everyone was like freaking out. I was like, you know what? it is what it is. Let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it. Um, I had a good time, even though I was soaked. Um, the course is hard, but I loved it. You know, the moment you step out of the airport, you can see banners like welcome Boston runners. Everyone treats you like you're a hero. Um, it just, the whole city felt so welcoming. And I love that about Boston. Yeah. And I, that's all the cherry on top was you, you know, you're running the year that Des Linden won. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. So I was, um, I think around mile 11 and then someone just started shouting and they were like, Des Linden won, Des Linden won. And everyone was like shouting, clapping. They were so happy. And, and, Throughout the course, everyone was shouting to all the runners, Des Linden won. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, fantastic. Cool. I was there as a spectator 
which mm-hmm. was the very the wrong year to be there standing in. Oh that my god! Shiver- it was Were you like, shivering? Oh my umbrella! I had the nerves to have an umbrella, which immediately just. just- Deci- was decimated and yeah. it was so crazy. So my hats off to everybody that ran that year. It was incredible. Um, but I want to know who's your coach? Who's coaching you now? Uh, so coach Armand Crespo, he's my coach. I've been with him since uh, the birth of my second one. Uh, so almost seven years now. Okay. And he's a wonderful coach. He coaches a team called Fact, uh, 40th City is LTS, no, sorry, 40 is LTS Sidious, faster, stronger, uh, higher. And it's, it's, he's very much about uh, constantly changing, training very uh, variants and stimulus and getting faster by doing different things. What, what gets you here won't get you there. So let's keep on trying different things. And we have such a wonderful group. Okay. So where That's is really cool. where now where is there for you? Um so I'm hoping to switch to shorter distance. Oh. Uh that is my my next goal. I'm going to um try to run some fast 5k and I want to compete in the 800 and 1500. I just turned 40. So hopefully um competing in the masters nationals and maybe worlds one day um berlin was also special because berlin happened the day after turned 40 so september 24th was my birthday i celebrated with my family and my running partner albert he was there with us so we celebrated all together and then the next day we run the berlin marathon i run it as a master runner Happy belated yeah. birthday. Welcome Thank to you. the Masters Club. It's yeah. good over here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Jump you. In. The water Thank is just you. fine, despite what people might say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I need to get some advice from you on how you recover, how you can still train year after year being so fast. Mm, I mean, gosh, there's that's another podcast for another right, day. Right. But yeah, <laughs> you know what? I mean, it is, I think. I think you do. You do quote master the, you know, the art of recovery and, and yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of sleep and mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of sleep, okay. a lot of sleep. Okay. As much as I can possibly get, I guess now. Um, yeah. but yeah. no, that's so awesome. You know, what is, what I love about what you just said? I never mm-hmm. hear that when, you know, not only from people that are masters runners, mm. but just runners in general, right. people run marathons. And then they might say, I'm going to run some 5Ks or 10Ks to get faster in the marathon. But you are like, no, no, no. I'm going to run the 800. That is incredible. Wait, I want to hear more about this. So what's the strategy? And like, tell us, because I'm super interested in that. I don't think there's a whole set of strategy. I think I realized where my strength is. I'm actually pretty quick on the track. Um, I don't have a lot of strength. Um, I've done 23 and me a while ago. It shows that I have my, I'm fast twitch fiber dominant. I never quite developed, you know, when I was primary school, middle school, high school, um, besides running, there was, I mean, besides swimming, there was nothing. And I did not truly discover what I, what I'm like, uh, uh, where my strength was until maybe five years ago 
after training with Coach Armand for a few years, um, I think, you know, I, it, every time I go on a trail or do something that's more endurance-based, I don't perform that well. I've performed fine, but I don't stand out. But on the track, I can stand out. So I think I'm just going to like invest in that strength a little bit more and being more focused and intentional about that. And it's more fun. It suits my temperament. I'm the type that's go, go, go. <laughs> you know, it I think that's really yeah, good good I insight and self awareness. Like, exactly. Those are good. That's exactly what I, I love that. Like you like know, because I could see people feeling like they that they have those strengths, but being like, no, I'm gonna I need to conquer need, the yeah. ultra or the whatever race. It's like, no, play to your strengths. And if you recognize yeah. that, go for it. Yeah. I I hope. I, I hope. Um it's funny. I was talking about it with my son and he, he's a long jumper. He's really good on the track. Um, he's facing, facing a similar choice. Like he's a sophomore. He's already on the varsity team, but he's like hanging on to his varsity spot. Right. He's, he, he's not top guy in his school. Mm -hmm. And I told him that's okay. But with long jump, he has, one a, a few quite a few meets i'm like let's focus on that right you in as much as we all enjoy cross country there's no way you are gonna win a state meet um but with long jump you actually have a shot at winning that we'll focus on that we'll always have cross country as conditioning as your base training but we'll really hone the long jump triple jump skills for you um so Smart. yeah hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah good stuff so now Jinghuan, how many marathons i was just curious as we were talking about berlin but like how many marathons have you have you run and what's your pr i think i've run maybe 15 to 16 marathons now oh my, my pr is uh 2019 chicago marathon 323 okay uh, that's still my pr yeah all right okay i did not realize you had that many marathons under your belt that's impressive I've been running for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I used to run two a year. Now I'm like, oh, cannot do two marathon cycles in a year. Um, and my body's not built like that. So now you are looking ahead. You're, you're done with this marathon mm -hmm. and you're going to look to shorter distances. So now with your coach, are you guys immediately, I mean, you obviously recovered from Berlin. And so now or is your training like turning the quarter corner toward faster faster training? Um, not yet. I'm taking the rest of the year off actually off okay. in a sense. I'm not doing a whole lot of workouts. I, the COVID I got, I think it's giving me just lingering muscle and joint pain and fatigue. Um, I, I only run eight miles this morning. I usually Saturday, I at least do 12. So I'm just giving myself a little break and then next year we'll start. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I have burned out too many times. So this is like, okay, God arrest. <laughs> yeah, no, that's smart. I think more people should do that. Yeah. Still easy yeah. run. Yeah. It's amazing how running has done so much for Jean Wan, like helping her through a divorce, improve her health, and as a vehicle to travel the world. Now prepare yourself for some culinary globetrotting as we dive into all things Pasadena from a runner's point of view. 
Also, we wanted to take a moment to shout out our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Talking about having a better performance, Inside Tracker will help you do exactly that. Go to insidetracker.com, use the code SWEETRUN at checkout, and it'll save you 25% off. And you go get your blood drawn, and it's going to change the way that you look at your training. You can really find out what's going on inside your body. So go check that out today. Now let's get back to our conversation with Jing Wan. I love that we are across town neighbors. Mm-hmm. And you are in Pasadena. Is that mm-hmm. right? Pasadena, Altadena, uh, Altadena. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, are those some of the Altadena mountains in your in your background? <laughs> this is a Mount Baldy, so close enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Mount Baldy. Yeah, not far. Have you yeah. climbed or run Mount Baldy? Twice, only twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. On top, I get a little alt- altitude sickness. Um, that's why I can't stay there long. I'm like, I'm here. Bye. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Take your photo yeah. at the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're done. Exactly. Back down. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. So Jingwan, if when we come, we're going to come across town Yeah, and we're yes. going to come run with you in mm-hmm. Pasadena area. Tell us where is your favorite place to go on a run or runs? Yes. Yes. So the Rose Bowl is where we do most of our miles, most of our workouts. It's a three-mile loop. Uh, it's slightly hilly, a uh, hundred feet incline uh, on both sides, but it's relatively flat. It's there's no traffic. It's just pedestrians. So you can, if you need to do a workout, that loop is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a route where Along the, the three-mile loop, you can go on three different, uh, t- sorry, 10 different hills, and you finish all these different hills, it actually turns into a 10-mile loop. Oh, That's, okay. We call it a spider run because it look, it, on Strava, it looks like spiders. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite runs. It's not super easy. Each hill, you have longer rolling hills, and then you have some hills that's really steep and short. But it's just fun. It's fun to break up that loop, that monotony. So that's one place that I run too often. The other place I run very often is along the Arroyo, which is just outside the Rose Bowl. You can, you can start from the Rose Bowl and you can run along the Arroyo. You can actually get to downtown LA on a little trail and then come back um, to downtown LA from, from Pasadena is around 10 miles. So the Pasadena Pacers, a, a club that I belong to, actually has a 10-mile run from the Rose Bowl to downtown LA. It's a 10-mile loop. They use that run to celebrate some of the you know beginner runners. To them, 10 miles is a fantastic achievement, and then we'll celebrate and eat and then take the train back. Um, that's another favorite run of mine. And I love the Pasadena Pacers. For your audience who's never heard of the Pacers, do check out the Pacers. It's a free running club and it's all volunteer based. I'm so grateful I've been part of the Pasadena Pacers. So that's number two. And number three, um, I live fairly close to the trails. 
the Gabriel, um, it's called the Gabriel Trails by JPL, Jet Proportion Laboratory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a mile from my house. I essentially just leave my house, go on the trail. The beauty of that trail is it's relatively flat. And in the summer, it's one of the very few shaded areas. So if I miss my morning run and I have to run later during the day, I go on that trail, it's 10 degrees cooler instantly. Mm. Um, and then number four, <laughs> before I go too far, Echo Mountain. It's about, it's a little over a mile from my house. It's beautiful. You go up um, about three miles to an old railroad, railroad station. And then if you want to go a little further, it's another three miles to Inspiration Point. And mm -hmm. Inspiration Point, you can see the entire city. And it's beautiful. Um, in January, February, there's a little bit of snow on top. So if, you know, most of the time we don't get any snow. But if, if you want to show your kids snow, that's an easy place to be. Snow in L.A. I know. We in have general. not done okay. Echo Mountain. That sounds yes. amazing. Yes. You guys should come. Yeah. We'll do it together. I'm going to call you and we're going to go come and go yes. on a run. Yeah. Yes. 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 Now, yeah. now is, it, is it like snow or is it just enough to get your hands wet and dirty kind of snow? Dusting. Or, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's more thin snow. Yeah. 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 Fairly thin, thin snow. Yeah. yeah. But it looks nice on the pictures. Sure. <laughs> Those are Come like for four solid runs you've given us in <laughs> yes. Pasadena. You know, I want I want to say for people listening, you know, talking about LA, LA is so vast and sprawling. And like I we know. talk about the beach a lot and all that, yep. but like like where you live in Pasadena area is so beautiful. And you guys have a completely different, I mean, I don't know, it's just a different vibe, a different yeah. feel yes. and yeah. And now, do, particularly on the Arroyo Run, do you mm -hmm. cr cross over or go under the that iconic bridge? Under the suicide okay. bridge, we we go under. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is called the suicide bridge, and very unfortunately, um, we've run on that bridge uh, very very often too. Um, I, I shouldn't make a joke out of it. Suicide yeah. is a very severe issue. Mental health is a severe issue. Um, that bridge has gone under construction. Every time someone commits a suicide, mm. um, there's always discussion on how we can do better as a community to support. And I think maybe two, three years ago, the city put o over a fence uh, to prevent people from jumping down. Mm -hmm. um it's like wired fence so it's really really hard to get to the top of it and then jump from so let's hope that helped um and just know that there are lots of mental health crisis lines and um help uh, service resources out there yes and you yeah. know i want to say when you first said it i didn't it didn't really hit me what you said and i started laughing like oh and then, yeah. and then it just hit me. I was like, oh, she said the yeah. suicide bridge. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, that's not in any way, you know, funny I know. at all. I mean, yeah. It is, and it's sad yeah. for so many oh reasons, gosh. least of which is that it's such a beautiful, iconic, a 
photo picturesque area. Yes. Yes. And I didn't realize that that was such an issue uh, for that, that bridge, but yeah. Yeah. It's oh, uh, go running instead. Yeah. Come run with us. Uh, yes. I, mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but get the help yes. you need, but yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's why I value running so much. You get so many benefits out of it, right? Not only your physical health, but your mental health. Yes. Um, it is usually, you know, depression is complicated. It is neurological. It is hormonal. But a lot of it is solitude and people get stuck. Um, the more we can embrace the idea of community. Mm-hmm. And there are always others going through the same struggle as you. That really lowers the risk um, of something drastic as suicide. So, yes. yeah, come run. Yeah, come running has been my salvage. You never know when a podcast episode is going to turn into a PSA. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. Yes. But I know. Good stuff. I know. All, all valid stuff. So yeah. now we oh, are on a little bit of a lighter note. We're, we're yeah. hungry. Yeah. We're let's hungry talk about okay. We've got some good running. And yes. so where are the best places to grab a post run meal in Pasadena? Okay. So you guys know I'm Chinese American, so I'm gonna recommend a lot of Asian places. Ready? Yes, bring okay. it. Okay, so Lunasia uh, is a dim sum place right on Colorado, and it's one of the best dim sum I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So dim sum is um, Cantonese cuisine. It means a bunch of small plates. It's a little like tapas. Um, in the old fashioned, you, you can see people pushing a cart around and whatever looks appealing to your eyes, you just say, I want that. I want that. Um, you can al- also order from a menu. Um, it's always fantastic if you have a big group. Um, the only thing is you need to either make a reservation or you got to be there early because they're always packed. So Lunasia is a fantastic place to eat. And because the place are smaller you order a lot of things you share um and you you end up eating a lot of um very interesting food um hopefully interesting in a good way um egg tarts is one of my favorite um cantonese desserts it's super yummy um it's in this it's in this butter crust it's like a mini pie um less sweet mini open pie (laughs) less sweet with egg um, in the middle. So that's my, one of my favorite places to go for a post-run meal. Um, the other place is called All India Cafe. It's right on Fair Oaks in Old Town Pasadena. I love Indian food. Mm, um, it's spicy. It's got lots of flavor variety. I love their um, tandoori chicken. <laughs> Lamb biryani is one thing that I love. I know a lot of people, lamb is like, oh, uh, but I love the taste of lamb and their mango lassi is great. It's uh, mango and light cream, light yogurt mixed together. It's very refreshing. It's also great for you. It's slightly sweet. Uh, so perfect as a perfect recovery drink almost. Mm. Um, the other place I also love is a place called Daisy Mint. They are also in in on colorado a little outside of old town pasadena it's thai food okay. um, Ooh, you're bringing had... the good stuff i'm loving <laughs> yes. all these these options <laughs> yes 
So this is a Thai place. It's very authentic Thai cuisine. And the food is always delicious, high quality. I love their steak salad. Um, so it's steak mixed with um, lemongrass and some other vinegar. It's slightly sweet. And then the other thing I really love from there is kimchi fried rice. Kimchi fried rice is Korean, but they make it really, really well. Like I try to make it at home. My kids just go, no, let's go to Daisy Mint. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah. So, and then they have drunken noodles, uh, all yeah. great stuff. And tum yum soup, seafood tum yum soup is another favorite of mine. Um, if you like uh, tea, Jing Tea is a fantastic place. Mm. Um, J-I-N-G, how I spell the first part of my first name. Mm-hmm. Um, Jing actually means clean. My, how I write my name, it's, it's a different character. But Jing Tea is this high-end boba tea place. It's also, it's on Green Street, right next to a place called Color Me Mine. And it's a small shop, but it's sophisticated boba drink. They will use oolong tea that's from... Um, the high mountains, like over 3,000 feet altitude, that's considered like one of the best tea ever. They'll use really high quality ingredients and really high quality um, boba as well. Um, another place I love right across the street from Jing Tea is a place called 85 Degrees. It's a pastry place. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's Asian pastries, which means it's not very sweet. And you can eat a lot. They have both sweet and savory. Um, so one of the things that we get from there often is matcha flavored egg tarts. Yes. And we also get like a little spinach pie from there. as really, really good. And they have sweet bread with yam, soft yam filling. It's, it's super, super, super yummy. Oh wow. my gosh. Right. I am like, Gerald knows this. I'm so into matcha right now. Yeah. I mean, I say, I don't mean to say it right now. Like it's going to go away. Like that's my, <laughs> my, my passion. I get up in the oh. morning and I uh-huh. have matcha green tea, like pure yep. matcha, nothing in it. No, really? sugar, nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't drink coffee. I have my matcha tea with a, mm-hmm. oat milk and a little bit of raw honey and I am good to go. Love wow. it. So when you said that, I was like, I'm going to try the matcha egg tart. Yeah. That sounds yes. so good. Yes. Where do you get your matcha? So sometimes, I mean, I get it at like, you know, they'll have different varieties at Whole Foods, sometimes mm-hmm. like the local grocery stores. And then sometimes they're completely out of it. Like there's yeah. been times where mm-hmm. I'll ask Gerald to pick some up on the way home and he's like, I can't mm-hmm. find it anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, it has to be pure, nothing but matcha, but yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love the little bitterness. I love that taste actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an acquired taste. Some people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. They're yeah. missing out. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. One last place. Can I give you another place? Please okay. do. Um, it's in Altadena. It's called Unincorporated Coffee. Okay. Um, so the name Unincorporated actually comes from Altadena. Altadena so Pasadena itself is a city. They have their own city government. 
Um, they pay city taxes. Altadena is considered unincorporated. It's part of LA County. Um, and Altadena is like this weirder, more eccentric little brother or sister of Pasadena, even though it's, you know, right next to each other. Um, and the coffee shop absolutely represents the spirit of Altadena. People are super friendly. It's very diverse. It's a very diverse crowd and one of the best coffee. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. These are awesome. I love all these options. <laughs> what about Glad hotel choices in Pasadena? Um, if you want to go fancy, the Long M is always a fancy option, mm-hmm. and um, the Westin in in Pasadena is great, and the Hilton. I'm more of a chain hotel kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um. We so in at Longham every Chinese New Year they have a celebration. They also have like a very nice buffet that you can go to. Um, it's the the place is really sweet. Um, you always have live music, someone playing the piano or the harp. Mm-hmm. So it's a lovely place to be, and you can also schedule a Korean spa, a massage. It's pricey, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh, worth it sometimes. We yeah, stayed at the like, Lingam yeah. one time before mm-hmm. we had kids for like mm-hmm. a special occasion. And I was like, I'm in heaven. This place yeah. is yes. magical. And it's, good running through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. by the way. It's beautiful yes. running. Beautiful, beautiful. You be in the San Marino area mostly. Um, it's a little hilly. Mm-hmm. Yes. But not a whole lot of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. What about your favorite races in Pasadena? Um. The Pasadena half is always great. I think it's in January um, because you run through the city streets and you get to, you start at the Rose Bowl, you go out and then eventually get on Orange Grove and then you will go through Colorado. You will go around Caltech, loop around and then come back. It is a hilly course, lots of different hills, but you also pass the famous Norton Simon Museum, and then you drop down back to the Rose Bowl, you loop around before you end at the Rose Bowl Stadium. So you hit all the Pasadena landmarks. It is challenging. Uh, it's For me, I'm not the type that gets a PR at that race. I run that race for fun, but that's mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite races in Pasadena. Good to know. Sounds like a good one. And how about your favorite running store where you get all your goods? Oh, how much time do we have? (laughs) You sound like you're a shopper. Oh, yes, I am. Aren't runners, aren't all runners shoppers on one level or another? For sure. Yes, yes. I don't, uh, I tell my kids, my husband, I'm like, I don't go paint my nail. I don't, I don't get my hair done much. My only indulgence is running stuff. Races, clothes, shoes, coaching, nutrition. So my favorite running store is called Run With Us Pasadena. It's right on Lake. They've been there, gosh, almost 20 years, if I remember correctly. Uh, a landmark in the community, an icon, and great people. Um, they always have just great service. They'll fit you for your shoes. They also have uh, Monday fun runs every Monday at 6 o'clock. And then Sunday, they have a trail series. Um, okay. So it's all led by their ambassadors, their, their staff. 
and people there are very friendly. If you want to go fast, there's always fast people leading the charge. If you want to go easier, there's also easy paces. Ah, oh, that's that's awesome. Cool. Very yeah. cool. It's a great It, store. Great store. Yeah. And then you did mention the Pasadena half allows you to see a lot of the great landmarks. If yeah. you are going to tell someone, don't leave Pasadena without doing X, what might it be? I would say don't leave Pasadena without running the Rose Bowl Loop. It's just such a, it's a, it's a running city because of it. Don't leave Pasadena without trying all kinds of Asian food. <laughs> Pasadena is one of the most diverse places. Um, and don't leave Pasadena without visiting Veromans, which is one of the oldest, our nation's oldest independent book bookstores. Okay. Um, it's spelled V-R-O-M-A-N apostrophe S, Veromans. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a place where you can not only get books but also great gifts and they'll wrap it for you this is where i go if i'm in a crunch and my kids has a friend's birthday party or something i go to Romans, get a book some toys get it wrapped up um it's a beautiful space oh, i've awesome. heard of romans before but i have not been there no we ha have to go because yeah. that's to support every independent bookstore we have yes no it's like a dying breed i mean we have to like we have to support them so yeah yeah yes i love that yes. Can I recommend two more things? Yes, of mm -hmm. course. So as runners, recovery is so important. Um, so I would love to recommend Franco Body Work. Um, it's by my friend, Raul Franco. He is based in, uh, I think it's Eagle Rock. Uh, it's really five minutes out of Pasadena and he's fantastic. And Yoga has been helping me get over my muscle and joint pain. I've been going to a place called Yoga Six. It's right on Lake. Um, it's a fantastic place. Very welcoming people. You can see people all sizes, different ages, different race, ethnicity, all having a good time. They have a great restore class that I, I've been taking. It's really helping me. That is incredible. People are going to so appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. All of right. Course, yeah. So now we love to ask the last question. Yeah. If you <laughs> could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I would run in China. Uh, I would love to run a track race in China. Uh, that would be my dream. I would love to, to do that. Um, And I'll tell you why COVID has been really difficult. China is still under quarantine lockdown at different places and different mm. times. So, gosh, if I can go home, see my parents without being quarantined, pulled away quarantine for like 10 days without paying $5,000 for a flight ticket, I would do mm. it in a heartbeat. Um, I would love to run there. And another place I really would love to run is actually Japan. Um, the, I think it's called Ikidan race, uh, that relay. Oh, I would love to run that. I would. Yeah. And Japanese runners are known to be super gritty. They mm. don't give up. They train high miles. They, 
uh, are so much about the team. I would love to maybe one day run the Tokyo Marathon, but just to be there and 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 learn that running culture and have sushi. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. As a recovery part. meal. <laughs> That'd be great. Those awesome. are beautiful those are places and they're both places that we've never been either. Yeah. So those are on now on our bucket list as well. Yes. Yes. Sounds incredible. And yes. I love that you said a track, a track yeah. race. That's something different that we don't normally hear, you know, I, I love, love Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's so much fun on the track. It's like so fast. Mm-hmm. And I also remember um, one of the advice my, my, one of my teammates, my friend has given me, she said, track makes you so in tune with your body. You know, when you run 400 meter repeats, a highly developed athlete would be able to tell the difference between an 80 second lap versus a 79, 78 second lap. Mm-hmm. Their bodies are so in tune. I'm like, oh, I want that. Right. Like marathon runners sometimes. I think you have good body awareness, but it's not to that second sort of level, right? I want to be in that space, not only to push myself to get to grow a bit more, but just how awesome to just know this is what it feels like to push yourself by one second, that level of accuracy. That'd be fantastic. I'm not there yet. I can tell a five second difference a lot, but not one to two. That's a skill. Yeah. A developed skill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jingwan, this has been such a treat. You have really brought it with the best of your, your view of Pasadena. We love <laughs> it. This is so awesome. Where can everybody find you and follow along with your now sprinting yeah, career? <laughs> oh, let's hope sprinting middle distance. So I'm on Instagram mostly. Uh, my username is Sandy channel. That's my Instagram handle. And you can also find me on Twitter. I'm a meaner version, more short-tempered, less patient version on Twitter. As is everybody. (laughs) That's the Twitter vibe. (laughs) Same handle at Sandy Channel. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank you so much for doing this. This was such a treat. We loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Jared. It's so great to see you. Please, please come to Altadena, run some uh, mountains. Let's go to Echo Mountain together. Let's do that. We're doing it for sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Jingwan, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It is clear you are a real champion of the Pasadena area. Your journey across countries, through motherhood and into running has definitely been interesting to hear. We're also excited to see what you do on the track as a newly minted master's runner. Thank you for all your wonderful insights on Pasadena and the surrounding area. We definitely want to get to the Rose Bowl, up to the mountains, and enjoy all of the Asian cuisine that Pasadena has to offer. Everyone follow Jingwan at Sandy Channel on Instagram and Twitter. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that others can find the content, share the show, subscribe, and also thank you to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Go to insidetracker.com slash sweetrun. Use the code sweetrun at checkout to save 25% off. 
We're so excited to share a new guest living in an awesome location with you next week. So we will see you then.